our program, you know, focusing on that prevention rather than the intervention because youth are constantly changing, constantly learning. Um, <clears throat> mic check, one, two, one, two. What's going on? Welcome into another episode of the KZ Community Beats. Is I, Ross Martinez, your host. Alongside the hot seat this week is Jamie True Love, a fancy last name and a fancy title. President and CEO of Big Brothers and Big Sisters here in Peoria. Uh, hi, Jamie. What's going on? Oh, not much. Thanks for having me. I know. To Too be much here. energy? Too much energy? No, we're good. This is good. <laughs> we I'm need that this up. morning. Yep. <laughs> we pre-record these episodes whenever we have an opportunity and we decide to do Monday morning. What better time than Monday morning? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, are you uh, a local to Peoria? I was born and raised around the Galesburg area, so pretty close, 45 minutes away. But I've been in Peoria for oh, about 15 years. 15. How many years of those spent with Big Brothers Big Sisters? 13. Wow. So almost this entire experience has been... Yes. What made you jump right into Big Brothers Big Sisters? You know, I actually had never heard of Big Brothers Big Sisters before. Growing up in a pretty small community, we didn't have... Uh, that program there. So I was just kind of scanning the United Way website, actually looking at other nonprofits and positions open and available there, knowing that I wanted to be in the nonprofit world and stumbled upon Big Brothers Big Sisters, uh, applied for the job and started working as a, a case manager 13 years ago. Dang, and that long down. So what made you, did you always want to get a nonprofit? Or is your yeah. Love kind of took you that way. Yeah, it did. So I went to school for psychology, not really knowing what mm -hmm. I wanted to do post-college, but knowing that I wanted to work with kids and kind of give back in that way and just kind of fell into my lap and really have loved the program ever since. So what about kids make you want to give? Because I, I have a passion to help children. Yeah, it's just the, the potential there with the youth in our community and just needing that support from adults and people that care to really help them reach their, their full potential. So just always been drawn to being in that kind of role of being able to help our, our youth. And Peoria has a, a huge need for the program. So just always been you know passionate about getting more volunteers and about helping the kids and serving as a big sister myself. Ah, yeah, I just uh, became a big um, with T. Yes. Amazing little man's. Yes. We uh, got into a yo mama joke off the first day I met him. And ever <laughs> since then, we've been brothers. <laughs> That's a fantastic start. That's what we, we match based on similar likes and interests. So definitely did that with with your match, I would say, of finding a, a little that would you know mesh well with you. And you've already exposed him to a lot of cool things and with your career and with the Peoria community in general. So it's that's awesome to hear. How many kids do you guys service uh, down at Big Brothers Big Sisters? We typically are about over 400 kids. 400 uh, kids? We're down a little bit because, you know, working through a pandemic and rebuilding, but this year we should be serving over 300 kids in our program. So we have a wait list still of 70 kids right now, so always looking for volunteers. So what do you look for when you look for volunteers to be bigs and big, uh, big Brothers Big Sisters? Anybody that wants to serve as a volunteer, um, like I said, we match based on similar likes and interests. So there isn't really like a cookie cutter volunteer, just someone who has a little bit of time two to four times a month for at least a year and wants to spend time with a child and kind of uh, help develop them and help them experience new things in the community. Nice. So there's really nothing. We have volunteers that are 18 years old and I think our oldest volunteer is in her 80s. So we have all kinds of volunteers. All wide range of individuals yes. helping out. Yep. 
What are some beautiful things you've witnessed since being a part of it? Uh, 15 years, 13 years? 13 years, yeah. 13 years, you haven't seen a lot. A lot. So watched a lot of kids grow up. Um, some of the kids that I first met in the program when I started working there are in their mid-20s and <laughs> have kids of their own, their own career. Uh, so it's it's been a lot of uh, watching kids grow up and see, you know, what they can do with uh, after graduating from high school, whether it's going to college or a trade school or getting a, a, a job post-graduation, but just seeing that success for, for those littles in our program. And we have, you know, currently on our board, we have a, a former little when he was um, a child. Oh, really? Family. Yeah. So Who's this? His name is Jim Hubler. He's a fantastic board member, big brother, um, and he was a, li a little in the program. He has an incredible story. So we've got mm -hmm. a, a lot of you know, awesome stories like that to, to show the success of the program. Isn't it amazing just to see the growth of it? I mean, yes. being able to be in it for 13 years. Yeah. How was it initially when you first got involved here with the organization? It was, you know, there was some learning, a learning curve for me, I think, when I first started and really just learning the community. Uh, like I said, I grew up in a pretty rural area, 500 people in my town. So Peoria was a, a lot bigger, uh, a lot more diverse, and just learning the needs of the community, I think, was a, a big thing. But really the best part of our program is all of our kids are fantastic. It's just really helping them reach that, that full potential, helping them set goals, and just making sure that they're on the right path of you know going to school, staying out of trouble, and all the things that every kid in our community should do. Yeah, have the ability to be a kid. Yes, absolutely. A lot of our you know kids have several um, siblings at home, or maybe are being raised by a single parent. So this program really gives them the opportunity to get out of their house and just, yeah, be a kid, get to experience things that kids their age should experience, and have that kind of one-on-one -on -one attention with an adult. So you said um, you had to learn what the community, the, the needs of the community. So can you speak a little bit more upon that? Like, what are the needs of the Peorian children that yeah, you're seeing? Yeah, there's a high level of poverty in our community, especially with the kids in our program. We're seeing you know, upwards of 80% of our kids in our program that are experiencing poverty. So mm -hmm. kind of learning more about that and just the cycle of poverty and hoping to break that so that they aren't also just staying in the same uh, you know, area that, that they were born and raised in. Just you don't know what you don't know, so we want to get our kids out there and exposed to different things and making sure that they know all the possibilities for them once they graduate from high school. Well, yeah, I mean, being a part of the organization for 13 years, you're able to see, as you said, success stories of individuals mm -hmm. becoming bigs themselves or raising families and getting diplomas or getting really good jobs. Like, yeah. how does that impact you mentally, being able to see the growth yeah, of the organization throughout these years. It's been really rewarding. When I first started, we were serving under 100 kids annually. So we've grown quite a bit. We had a staff then yeah. of probably, I think, four people. So now uh, full-time staff or full staff, we have 10 people. So it's been a big, uh, you know, growth for us until the pandemic hit and then kind of rebuilding from there. But it's just great to see all the kids that were, you know, helping in the community and being able to really make an impact on Peoria 
and Big Brothers Big Sisters is nationwide. You know, we're not just in Peoria here. We also serve Fulton and Knox counties as well. Mm-hmm. And Chicago chapter. Yeah, there's some. Uh, there's a little bit. <laughs> yep, there's 230 Big Brothers Big Sisters agencies nationwide, and there's um, seven different agencies in the state of Illinois. So seven different yeah. within Illinois. Yep. Oh, yeah, because Bow for Kids Sake is a nationwide It event. is, yeah. And that's coming up this weekend, which we'll be talking about. So Bow for Kids Sake, take me through this event for somebody that has never been a part of it. Sure. Um, like myself, I don't think I've yeah. actually ever bowled for a kid's sake. I bowled for my own sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bowl for Kids Sake is our biggest fundraiser and a lot of other Big Brothers Big Sisters agencies' biggest fundraiser of the year. Uh, so it's all focused on peer fundraising. So. You would set up your own bowling page and share your story about your match in the program or what Big Brothers Big Sisters means to you and then ask your friends for donations. You can also donate yourself, but we ask that every bowler raise or donate $100 and then they can come out and bowl and celebrate with their friends. So we have a lot of our bigs and littles that come out. All of our littles get to come out and participate for free. Thanks to all of our sponsors for the event. So it's a lot of fun, pizza, bowling, door prizes. Got a great DJ and I've heard <laughs> yep. DJ McFly. Yep. I wonder from where. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll have some. It'll be exciting and fun, and uh, be just a, a good way to celebrate the the program and people fu- coming out and fundraising for Big Brothers Big Sisters. So your organization helps provide mentorship to you. Yes, I think that that is phenomenal. I I love that concept. Growing up, it was difficult to find certain individuals that were mentors to me. Mm-hmm. So for yourself, Jamie, who were individuals that were good mentors to you growing up? Growing up, I had a lot of different mentors through like activities I participated in. So cheerleading coaches, uh, my gymnastics coach, different different people like that in the community that really stepped into my life and, and helped beyond, you know, what my parents were, were doing. Because I think that that mentor outside of your family always has a maybe a a more meaningful impact than a parent might. So it's a different perspective. Different perspective. Maybe the same message, but coming from somebody else that, you know, a, a mentor in your life doesn't have to step in and doesn't have to care about your success and what you're doing. But that's what all of our bigs are doing for these kids. And so it's, I've had mentors from, you know, when I was a young child to I still have mentors now. Um, a lot of people that I look up to and that really support me and help me through my career and things going on in my life. So it's it's really important to always have a a mentor and someone that you can kind of talk to about Hmm. things and build professionally and personally through them. Of course. What are some of those life lessons you still carry with? Because I know for me, like any day above ground, it's it's a lesson I was told early on. I still carry that with me. Yeah, it's just learning from them just to, you know, be polite and respectful and just caring to other people. I think that's the biggest thing is just, you know, if what kind of treasures I have of making sure that other people can kind of feel that. So if I'm an empathetic person, then I'm there and I'm always listening to my friends or supporting people. I think that's um, the biggest takeaway is just share what you're good at with, mm-hmm. with people around you. So what keeps you going throughout everything? Because I know we talk about the good. But there mm-hmm. has to be some yin and yang to it. There's yes. some bad to the 13 years. Yeah. How do you push through that? Yeah, there is. Um, I think especially internally with our staff, there's a lot of things that we'll go through, a lot of stories that we'll hear that are hard to hear, hard to process, um, just supporting each other internally. So the staff is really incredible about sharing the positives so that if someone's having a 
more of a down day than going and talking to their coworker about something good that happened on, you know, in their day and their caseload and just trying to focus on that positive. If we're hearing these negative stories, then what are we doing to be the best that we can and support this family that might be going through something traumatic? So you spoke about psychology, right? Yes. That's what you got into. So take me through the psychology of a child as they're developing. Like, whoa, something I'm not really that knowledgeable about, but you always hear all the time that the kid's mind is a, it's a molding. You can mold it very easily. Oh, yeah. And their experiences are making a huge, lasting, lifelong impression on them. So I, our program, you know, focusing on that prevention rather than intervention because youth are constantly changing, constantly learning. And right now there's so many mental health issues with the kids and uh, with youth in general, but kids in our community, there's a higher hospitalization rate for mental health issues than for other counties in Illinois. So just really helping build up kids and just that the negative impacts of things like constant social media, constant connection to your phone, and just really trying to build up youth and um, help them because that is a huge issue right now is just dealing with mental health crisis. Provide support before it becomes something traumatic. Yes. In a way. Yep. The investment of Big Brothers Big Sisters is huge compared to, you know, if you're investing into something that's prevention, it's a lot less money than having to cover things that are an intervention. Hmm. But you still deal with cases that are traumatic. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you feel like going into any of that at all today? Yeah. And I will Just say. Just so people get a bigger broad yes. stroke, stroke of what you guys do. Yep. So once you're matched in the program, you have the support of a match support specialist. So our staff is phenomenal about working with families. And of course, we'll hear about some pretty traumatic things that are going on. And our big focus is mentoring and providing that positive adult role model. But we also know that there are so many other needs of families, whether it's food insecurity, um, housing insecurity, just a plethora of things. We work with other nonprofits in the community to be able to refer them to what they might need. So Mm. that's one phenomenal thing about Peoria is we have a lot of really great nonprofits and a lot of great social social service agencies that really come together and work together. So if we ha- we know of someone who needs some food or we know of someone who needs some housing, we know where to connect them mm-hmm. and help them with that. What are some organizations you also work with? Because I've interviewed PCAV. Yes, PCAV uh, is great with Becky. Becky. Yeah. Yes. Becky's, I, mean, I always give her a shout because that woman is amazing. Yes, to me. Becky is awesome. <laughs> um, we we work with Neighborhood House a lot. So that's yeah. actually where I first met Becky when she was there. But our office is in Neighborhood House. And so they do a lot of after school programming, uh, tutoring, working with um, doing Meals on Wheels, Critters Meals on Wheels too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've worked with like Dream Center, with Crittenton Center. Um, United Way is phenomenal. United Way kind of uh, is an umbrella for all of the organizations that apply through for funding through them. So, you know, there's a lot of different connections there. But, um, yeah, just going around and learning about what other nonprofits do and figuring out how we can best serve our families. Servicing families, yeah, mm-hmm. the prevention aspect of it. There's, there's, There has to be emotional toll to you at some point, though, 
or how do you how do you really handle that? Like, do you have to take your personal days? Yeah, definitely focus on taking your your mental health days and yeah. focusing on your yourself because if you're not feeling up to it or feeling 100%, you can't really give back that much to the program. And so you want to make sure you're feeling good. And that's a big thing with our staff, too, is focus on yourself. Use your time off that you have and having a good balance between your your work and your home life and, and making sure that you are feeling mentally ready and stable and feeling good about going into your to your job and supporting the families that we serve. That's good because mental health has become such a huge aspect of our social life within like the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you handle mental health issues with children? Like, yeah. How? <laughs> and that's and that's a question we get a lot from our from our volunteers too, from our bigs in the program. If their little mm-hmm. is going through something, like what what do I do to help them? Um, you know, my little has been going through some some things on her own too. So what I do and the best thing you can do is just be there to talk to your little. Let them talk to you, asking questions so that they feel you know comfortable sharing what's going on with them. Uh, but really, just having that support to get through things and knowing that they're not alone in what they're going through, I think is really important. So like yesterday, you know, my little and I went and did yoga together. She said she was feeling really stressed out. And at the end of that, she said that was just exactly what I needed. It really calmed me down. And I feel like, you know, I've been going through a lot of stressful stuff. And so, so that helped a lot. Hmm. Uh, So it's just kind of trying to give kids new avenues of where they can, let out maybe some anger or frustration that they might be going through and uh, in a positive you. way. Same for you. And also. same for me. So that, that helps <laughs> a lot too, staying active and yeah. doing things like that. Have you seen the community grow in these 13 years? You know, Peoria is a really generous and giving community. Uh, they really rally around and support nonprofits. There are so many different events and I go to a lot of different events and see the community just coming out and supporting and helping people that that need help. Um, I think United Way really touches on this with um, a lot of people will need a social service agency at one point in their life so it's really just educating the public on what's out there and making sure that they're supporting a cause that they feel passionate about. Hmm. Just like you feel passionate about helping kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, what other things do you provide at Big Brothers Big Sister for the community? Uh, so we do like monthly match activities. So trying to do different things for our kids to come out to. But uh, as far as other you know, support for our families, we'll do a couple times a year of um, having activities that they can come to as well, like a Thanksgiving dinner, summer picnic that we do, just to keep everyone you know coming out and. Um, just kind of talking and hanging out together is a, a good good way to, to build that community. We also just started a parent engagement group. So having a few of our parents that are coming in and working together to better our program. So getting oh. that perspective of what can we do to better Big Brothers Big Sisters locally and uh, what do the families really need. You know, we, we think we know and we hear from them from doing match support and doing their interview process, but this parent engagement group has been great of, of coming in and really sharing what their experience has been with the program and making sure that we're doing the best that we can. So what type of experiences have they been sharing? What Have they been ex- this sharing with us? Just a lot of it's been pretty positive, but, you know, there's been 
there's always the issue with needing more volunteers. So mm. a parents will share that maybe one of their kids has been matched, but another is still on the wait list. Uh, especially for little brothers, we see an average wait time of over a year. So really? it is a bit tough to explain that to a child, why they're still waiting to be matched when maybe a sibling is. So that was that's always a focus, and I think mm. the parents are coming in trying to help us be able to share, like, craft that message a little bit better to the kids that are that are on our wait list and waiting to be matched with a volunteer. Because, like, to a kid, it's, why does anybody want to pick me? Yeah, they're just sitting there like, why why have I not been matched yet? And whereas it's, it's truly, you know, we have 70 kids on the wait list and 60 are boys, so it's just trying to find more big brothers, and we're getting a lot more big sisters that are applying to volunteer. So it's kind of that oft balance that we really have to, try to manage so why do you think that is oh well why do you think that is as a, <laughs> as a male but uh we we just um, typically see women are quicker to get involved um yeah. we have about 60 percent of our matches are big sisters and little sisters so they're just a they hear about the program maybe it's something that they feel compelled to do and they just do it whereas maybe our big brothers are hearing about it several times and then kind of need maybe somebody in their life that has been involved to give them that nudge to do it, um, to sign up and understand that the commitment is not near as much as they might think it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, we do a lot of trying to intentionally recruit men and how can we get out there and, and share what being a big brother is all about. Cause I'll tell you, I have an amazing father. Like my, my pops is awesome. So I've always said if I could be half the father he is, I'd be blessed. So I haven't had that opportunity yet. And so I've gotten involved with Big Brother, Big, mm -hmm. Big Sister. And it's cool. Like, I'll take T out. Took him to see uh, Ant-Man. And he said his favorite restaurant, Steak and Shake. I was like, <laughs> All right, let's go get Steak yeah. and Shake. But, like, the entire time, he's just happy. He has a little smile on his face. He's just like, yeah. He don't talk much, but he's just like, and like in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm doing a good thing. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just showing him that attention and, like you said, just seeing that smile on his face. And even if, you know, he's not sharing a lot in the beginning, it's just someone that's giving him that one-on-one -on -one attention that's there and in his corner just means the world to our kids. Like, how vital is that? Because growing up for me, yeah, uh, maybe I could put on one hand how many male role models I had. I had more yes. female role models, yep, which has made me more in tune with my emotions, which is great. That is great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but there's still a lot of things I had to learn, you know, not not just from my father, but on the outside. Right, and that's what so many of our kids, if they are in that single parent situation, they are likely being raised by a female uh, in the family. So our little brothers are really lacking that male mentor or role model in their life. So just having that, that one person that, that they can look to look up to and talk to is, is huge for them. So just getting involved and just taking that time to, you know, you can touch on how it's not as big of a commitment as some people might think like two to four times a month. It really and isn't. It's not, you know, an hour a week doing things that, you know, like I, like I mentioned going to yoga, that's something that I would already do. Just bringing my little with me mm -hmm. is it's easy just picking her up. And then we went and got some food after, and then I, I took her home. So just normal things that I already do, just including a, a child that would love to have the same experience.
I mean, yeah, I was going to grab food and watch Ant-Man that weekend. Might as well Might bring as well. my little. Yeah. Yep. I was in the St. Patrick's Day parade for KZ1023. Mm-hmm. Hey, T, come on, let's go. Did I get him out of school? Maybe. <laughs> Good learning experience still. <laughs> he learned on the streets. No. <laughs> but there is something to say about having a positive male and female role model. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just pigeonhole to one or the other. Right. I think individual child growing needs both. Yes. What do you think about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think having there's no limit to how many positive role models someone could have there's you know, no negative impact to that whatsoever so it female male we need all the role models and so do the kids in our community they are our future and we need to be supporting them and building them up as much as as we can oh i agree in the years you've been doing this and with your um with your psychology degree and everything what do studies show of an individual with a lack of role models and mentorship how can that impact their journey yeah so a lot of kids that are in poverty stay in that cycle of poverty because they don't know the opportunities that are out there for them so it's just a continual you know they're potentially graduating from high school but then getting maybe a minimum wage job after that whereas some of our kids are getting that experience of knowing that there's trade schools out there there's you know going to ICC or going you know onto a four-year college there's a lot of different opportunities so they're much more successful in that way and also just knowing the opportunities that are available to them so it's it's huge to kind of have that that exposure and knowing you know we we work with big brothers big sisters we work to figure out what what they might be good at so connecting them with like a trade school so something that they may have never heard of before, but they kind of have a little niche for that. And then just getting them exposed and kind of yeah. going from there. So, yeah. Do you have any really great success stories out of the program that you look towards on really bad days? Days that test you to your boundaries. You're like, okay, but I'm doing all this because ABC. Oh, yeah. there's. I have a few... Uh, matches that I've I made when I first started working there tell me, that, tell me, tell me, tell me. that they're still <laughs> one of them uh, the little just is graduating from high school and is going to play football at a four-year college so Yay. he has done an incredible job and they just actually got big brother and little brother of the year for the state of Illinois so for the entire nice. state they they achieved that that accomplishment they're an incredible match um, my board president and former board president are both former uh, bigs of the state of Illinois as well. So oh, so they give back. Mm-hmm. And they, they're, oh. yeah, um, serving on our board, which is incredible. But we also had a, a national Big Brother of the Year. And so you just think of those stories and um, how the kids are doing and just the just what they've achieved. It's That's absolutely what gets you through on, on tougher days of just focusing on, on the good and just the relationships I've made with some of the families and kids, even ones that have moved out of out of the area that I can still keep in connect, you know, contact with and see how they're doing. It's it's yeah. amazing. Um, one of your match specialists, Naria. Yes. Funny character. Yes. She uh when I went to go meet T's family, she came in and she just knew everybody. She oh, came yeah. in part of the family, like, let me hold the baby. Let me hold the puppy. Sat yep. down and as I'm talking to them, she's telling me about their life. Mm-hmm. So like from the outside looking in, I see a match specialist that committed to a family. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, wait, okay. Now, 
let me like yeah i'm a good i'm gonna do a good job but that yes. made me more passionate to be like okay you're investing this much into the family okay now it's my turn yeah oh yeah naria and the entire team they're all fantastic about working with the families and really getting to know them and and with our volunteers too so you know she supports over 60 matches on her caseload and Dang. knows all of them personally and just has such a good rapport with our families and does an amazing job. So from all the way from our volunteer enrollment to our match specialist and youth enrollment, every single one of our staff members is, is like that, it cares about the program, really wants our children to succeed. And so it's that's where it all starts there, having a good team and having people who care about the program and about the kids makes a huge difference. It's like a second mentor form. You know, they yeah. have... They have you, they have our bigs, but also having the staff, too, that are in their corner supporting them. How does that burn you out? Because after a certain amount of public publicing, I go to my place, I lock my door, and I'm there with my dog, Rocky, and I put on Netflix, and I am am Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's there's those times of shutting down and just (laughs) being, uh, you know, alone with your dogs, (laughs) kind of recharging, but it's... Because yeah, that's a lot of families to, to help. Because you said yeah. close to 400? Yep. And so any any match support specialist can support from 60 to 100 matches, kind of depending. We have two different programs. So they're in our site-based program you know, that's working in the school specifically. A little less time spent with, with that. But our community-based program, like, like what you do, um, really getting to know the families and supporting them through their match. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot. But they, I think those monthly match activities that we do as well and coming out and actually seeing the matches interact seeing pictures like you and your little from St. Patrick's <laughs> Day like that's that's what keeps us going knowing that we've made a really good match that is doing some really cool things together I like when you said that you said it with a smile so <laughs> I'm a body language person yes. so throughout this entire conversation as I'm watching you talk about things and you talk about the children and, and the positive impact you smile right away so I can tell you're very passionate about it. And if you like to get involved, how can yes. they find you? Lots of different ways. We're on all the social media, so you can just reach out that way. You can go to our website, which is hoibbs.org, and you can apply on there. And our volunteer enrollment specialist will reach out and just give you the whole rundown of information. We do um, training, obvious background checks, mm-hmm. and in doing an interview, we try to make the process as painless as possible for our volunteers, uh, but it can take a couple weeks to get through it. But after that, we're letting you know about a little that would be a good match for you and then doing an introduction at the little's home. Yeah. Well, once I filled out the paperwork, it went through pretty quickly. Yes. It took me a little bit because, I, you know, I'm a middle kid. <laughs> <laughs> I run on my own time. Sorry. That's all right. And we're patient with volunteers. We know As, people yep. who have things going on in their lives and Sometimes that process at first can take a bit, but we're always there to, to walk you through it and make sure that if you want to be a volunteer, that you know we can get that going. What's something you ask the volunteers to bring with them? Just a you know positive attitude and a positive mindset and just being open to, we have so many different families and so many different kids that go through a lot of different things that maybe you don't have any experience with or are maybe it doesn't seem like the norm for you and just kind of being open-minded about that and just really focusing on being there to support the child. Uh, so just, yeah, bringing positive attitude is the best thing to do. 
All right, let me ask you one last personal question. Oh, oh. <laughs> when it's all said and done, you finally retire giving, right? Mm-hmm. How would you like to be remembered? Just the, somebody that really helps build up the youth in our community. And then on the flip side of that, also being someone that built up the staff because they're really, you know, I can come out and talk about the program all I want. And I've, I've been in that case manager role of really supporting the families. And those are the people that need the attention and the spotlight on them because they're the ones doing the incredible work. So I just want to be kind of that person that has really boosted the team and the kids and making that kind of lasting impact. All right. All right. All right. Let, let, let's give the team to do. Uh, let's, let's spotlight some of your team members before we head out. Yeah. Ah, oh, Because I feel like everybody needs a spotlight. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You mentioned Naria. Yes, Naria. She's incredible with our match support. Uh, we have Becca who works in our schools and does the, the match support for our site-based program. Alex, who's incredible with our volunteer enrollment, helps people walk through the process. Yep, sure she you, helped me yep, out. Yep, <laughs> she's, she's fantastic. And then we've got Hannah, who's our program director. So she kind of oversees all the program operations. She does a phenomenal job with that and helping also build the team. And then we have uh, Melanie, kind of does all of our quality stuff and all of our design work. She's been my uh, longest coworker that I've had with the agency, so she's been phenomenal. Started as an intern did case management, program director, and now doing the role that she's in. So she's been phenomenal. And then my uh, grants and kind of development manager, Sydney, who doesn't live around here anymore, but still stays on our, our staff and does nice. a fantastic job. So we've got a great team. And then I have our satellite office in, in Fulton County that is run by Kara, who's been we actually started the program in Fulton County and has been continuing with it for, for quite a while. So she's she's amazing too. So we've got a awesome team. You have a nice little family. Yes, yeah, we do. <laughs> we sure do. It's yeah, we're really close knit, good good group that really supports each other and it's amazing. Biggest quality you guys have as a family? Oh gosh. I don't know if I can pick just one. Kind of it's just there's a lot of humor in our office. I can tell, yeah. Um, I'm sure you've you've seen that just in your interactions thus far, like when you came to you know our our big fur day activity. Yeah, so I can read tell. Yeah, we um, yeah find a lot of humor and joy in, in what we do and supporting each other. So it's a a good happy group of people. You gotta laugh a little bit. Yeah, it's too much craziness in this world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, mm. wouldn't survive if you don't have a little humor. In your day today <laughs> and that's how we're gonna end it all right it's been another episode of the kz community beat i'm ross martinez your host jamie true love thank you so much i appreciate you president and ceo of big brothers big sisters this weekend we have uh both for kids sake yes april 1st and 2nd yep. for more information you can go to our website kz1023.com uh all right now go say hi to your mom for me tell her i miss her and go check out all the other episodes all right bye